You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 339 of Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, just not ourselves. I'm Nathan. I'm Adam. And I'm John. And longtime listeners will notice that Adam and John are very much not Eric and Dan, and that is... Last I checked, I was not either Eric or Dan. I, I mean, you could be Dan. I could see that. You and I just, I just don't belong. Is that, is that kind of yeah. what we're saying here? So, <laughs> I'm saying within like the personality of the pod. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, you, you and Eric sometimes can kind of fill the same role. Okay. Uh, right. And All and right. John, I can absolutely see you being Dan. And the reason that you are not Eric and Dan is because tonight is uh, one of our cardboard monsters episodes where we're going to be talking about a board game and how well it actually, um, you know, re- relates to the movies. Because even when we talk about games. We're, we're still just talking about movies because mm. that, yeah. that's what this podcast does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. So tonight we are talking about Alien Fate of the Nostromo put out by Ravensburger and designed by Scott Rogers. And uh, yeah. So before we get into the game, Alien, the movie. Mm. Oh, dear God. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is a perfect movie. Mm. I just ah, I, I love it so much. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I think oh, I actually don't know if we've done a full episode on it before. I know we've talked about aliens and uh, during that episode, I said that James Cameron a little bit of a hack because it is <laughs> <laughs> because any time that I am watching a James Cameron movie, I want to watch someone else's version like watching aliens. I wanted to watch the Spielberg version rather than the Cameron version. Mm. When I watch Terminator, I'd rather watch the Verhoeven version and just watch RoboCop. (laughs) 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 So So, I want to know why you were talking about aliens and didn't go to Alien. Is there a reason why you're jumping out of sequence? I I think Uh, that we... In in tone and theme and everything. So different. Well, I'm not denying that. I'm just typically, if you're going to talk about, you tend to start with the first one. So... I think that maybe we're doing a sequel series. I uh, honestly can't okay, remember. Okay. Uh, I, I can't remember. But yeah, uh, James Cameron is absolutely, you know, he's a, he's a great director. He does a lot of really, really, really great things. To me, character development is like, okay. Character development might be fine. The dialogue to actually present that character development. He mm. does very much just like campy, you know, like almost 60s schlock style, just very over the top. I see. And it, to me, comes, sometimes comes across a little cardboard. So, yeah, as much fun as Aliens is as an action movie, I don't care that much about the characters because mm-hmm. they're all just just tropes. They're all stereotypes. They right. are not fully. Uh, I, I don't. I do not think that they are. You know, fully realized characters. 
but that's neither here nor there because we were talking about alien yeah i could i i, I wanted to draw something out there but i won't because we're talking about alien <laughs> right <laughs> which is a perfect movie yeah perfectly paced it is so tense it is so atmospheric mm-hmm. Rewatched it again leading up to us playing the game today and even watching it middle of the day knowing the scenes that are coming up knowing exactly what's going to happen there are mm-hmm. still a few jump scares that i'm like i forgot that that happens <laughs> it's not scary but it's just like i love this movie so much and i'm not going to spoil those jump scares for adam but uh, adam there's one jump scare in particular it's so good I'm not going to say when it happens or how okay. it happens. All right. Fair enough. But the alien yeah. literally goes Lah! and jumps out at you <laughs> with his arms. And and it's amazing and, and beautiful. And I love it. I, you know, for somebody who grew up, like I had the alien action figures. I had I had a yeah. love of that. I had a love of Predator. Mm. But I single hate. I, I hate scary movies. I, well, okay. Let me rephrase oh. that. I like what they do in concept. I just don't like watching them. I do not like, I do not like myself (laughs) embarking on jump scares. I think I would rather watch a thriller that is more will mess with your mind than one that's going to repeatedly jump out in front of you. Yeah, that's Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's why I've never watched alien because those are not my types of things, but I love the universe. I love the characters. I think that they, they are horrifying looking, even though they do have resemblance to something else. Uh, They are, they they are way phallic. Yes. Yes. It is very, very intentionally lots of uh, sexual themes and undertones and Dan O'Bannon, great writer he mm-hmm. he loves infusing his movies okay. with hey you want to feel really awkward sexually that i got a movie for you <laughs> well Jeez. especially when you throw giger in there as, oh, as God, the yes. concept artist it's just you're you're going you're going to get sexual imagery no matter mm-hmm. what like that yeah. was kind of his thing yeah so <laughs> yeah that's so yeah you're there's 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 gonna be wieners yeah <laughs> it's 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 not like a disney movie where yeah, yeah. Like the animators kind of sneak it in there no yeah. no there's just there's there's gonna be wieners yeah, yeah when, when they're looking at the face hugger and they lift up the flap you're like oh that's where it is oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so all that aside if any of any movie I want to watch that has jump scares, it's Alien. I just haven't gotten myself there. Jump yet. scares and and yeah and yeah, okay. yeah. And it, you you have to have a good dose of phallic symbols yes, periodically yeah. to really enjoy your evening. Jump so, winners. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, th- there there are a few jump scares, but like that's the thing about Alien and why it's such a perfect movie is it's all about the atmosphere. It is mm-hmm. all about the characters. There's not that many scares. Like there mm-hmm. is one, two, three. There's maybe three jump scares and a couple of scenes that they're not scary, but just like, well, I didn't expect that to happen. It's just you are so invested in these characters. Yeah. The The first hour of the movie is just about like the space mining crew just going through space. You mm-hmm. don't get into like the alien stuff until a good halfway through it mm. so that you are fully invested so that when things start happening, you you really, really care. Um. Yeah, there's okay. So there is one totally iconic jump scare. You are at least familiar with that one, correct? The med bay scene type of thing. The yeah, burst out of it. Yeah, yeah. The chest burster. Yeah. There, there are two things that I'm aware of. One is the uh, spoilers here. One is the chest burster. The other one is uh, I took an editing class and they talked about the intensity of a camera not moving. In modern day, uh, mm-hmm. as you guys probably know, five to seven seconds mm-hmm. is about what you want to switch. If you're Michael Bay, it's like two and a half. But yeah. that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. But. Uh, they held one shot of Ripley walking down a corridor where 
the camera is slightly in front of her. So you can't see what's in front of her. You can't really see what's behind her. And she's just walking down a corridor. They hold that for about 90 seconds. And mm-hmm. it is the most terrifying 90 seconds because of the buildup, because you can't see anything. And all this time you're wondering, why are they holding this shot? Everything <laughs> feels unnatural. Something's going to happen. And yep. whether or not something does, I don't actually know. Cause they ended the scene before then, <laughs> uh, but that's the magic of it. And so the fact that they did something that's so plain, that mm-hmm. is so long held, like those are the iconic moments that I think really are taken for granted in today's editing world. And just an hour, hour and a half of like getting to know the crew. Yeah. I don't know if a movie could get made that way or at least not very in modern because it's kind of like people expect something. Well, yeah. And I mean, two kind of kind of two things. First question. One, did you know about the uh, chestburster from Spaceballs? <laughs> yes. And, and, yes. Okay. Oh, honey, oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but my actual comment would be uh, the, the pacing of this movie is has all the things I love about 70s sci-fi. And that is, it's everything is just slower. None of the movies are less than two hours. Mm-hmm. Everything just takes time. Uh, we were talking uh, before, I think we even started playing about Star Trek: The Motion Picture. That yeah. that that movie that movie has all of the pacing uh, of a '70s sci-fi film because it is a '70s sci-fi film. I mean, just barely, but it is a '70s sci-fi film. Right. And it it just has this you know slow build to things and you, and things take time to breathe and you take time to you know see reactions and be in the world and and uh, and same thing with with Alien you you have so much setup of the world that they're in it, but it's not like it doesn't it doesn't beat you over the head I think with world building right it it lets you more it's more about experience building than than like telling you hey here's Waylon Yutani and here's all the things about this company and here's their stock price today mm-hmm. and oh by the way let's have you know some more forced dialogue to tell yeah. you tell you tell you tell you they're really just it's about the atmosphere that's being built yeah in like the first hour you know nothing about mother all yep. that you know is that it's a computer but is it a computer that's doing things is it someone on the other side of the computer you know nothing about it but also uh with some of that world building and with some of like that very minimal dialogue and just getting to know the characters adam you played as brett uh, who is played by harry dean stanton mm. such an amazing actor i love him so so much i don't think there's a single role that he's been in that hasn't been okay he's not been in uh every movie that he's been in hasn't necessarily been great but he has been great in every movie that he has been in i would say a good 80 percent of his dialogue is just right (laughs) (laughs) like most people say things and he's just right but you you still feel like you know him and that you were on this journey with him and you were so engaged and so invested uh it also really helps you know speaking of some of the like 70 sci-fi movies um this movie absolutely takes a lot uh, cinematography from 2001. Mm. Like there, there are a ton yeah. of Kubrickian shots where it's just like that very slow push down corridors mm. and lots of like, you know, the backlight and it's yeah. So it, it feels a lot like the uh, the segment in 2001 with how so it just kind of feels a little bit off putting anyways. And mm. I think that was intentional. Uh, I, I think that, you know, playing on some of those expectations during at the time when the movie was made to really up that intensity and, and that expectation of just ah, things are uneasy and I don't know why is the computer going to kill me or is a giant wiener alien going to yeah. kill me? Yeah, sometimes both. Sometimes both the. Um yeah, sorry, I got no, I got nothing else to add. I mean, the the 2001 <laughs> was such a huge influence on on the movies that followed in the, the rest of that decade, or actually, I guess it was the following decade, right? And you like just just to spend time with 
the characters to to see them do mundane things to get to know them without having to be told about them and to not feel like every interaction has to push the plot along you know like you're still being told a story but not not every interaction not every piece of dialogue not every move you know we're we're not trying to get this thing cut down to an hour 45 right you know we're 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 spending an extra 30 minutes with these these people before you know their untimely demise for a selection of them right <laughs> because it is it is an alien yeah, movie sure, it's right. a monster movie yeah right and even though uh, it came out in 79 so at this point it is 43 years old mm-hmm. yeah so 43 years old you know spoilers should be out the window it still is one of those movies that i i don't want to spoil because as you're experiencing mm-hmm. it if you know who dies then you, you still get invested but you're like okay well they're gonna die but if you don't know who makes it to the end, there's that little bit of like, are they, are they going to make it? Surely this character is going to, Oh, nope, they didn't. So yeah. yeah. So don't worry, Adam, yeah. we're not going to spoil it okay. for you. All right. Thank but you. speaking of there's lots of, there, there <laughs> okay. is an alien. All right. All right. Speaking of mundane things, uh, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay oh. of alien <laughs> fate of the Nostromo. Yeah. yeah. So part of the reason that, again, um, we, we do these board game reviews from a movie perspective is because I love movies. I love board games. If you could see where we are recording right now, it, there is almost an avalanche of both of those falling in on top of us as we are starting to record. <clears throat> and that's with this being better organized than it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> this is... This is better than it was. Um, so I love movies. I love board games. I love combining the two. And I'm, I'm also just a massive geek. And so I love doing like themed nights. You know, mm-hmm. I love watching the movie and then playing the game or playing a game and then watching the movie. Like I, I like having all of that stuff brought together. Uh, like I've got a, a, a movie cookbook that has... Um, you know, like pairing certain foods with the movie. And even if it has nothing to do with the movie, it's still just like, yeah, this gives a much more, uh, it, it brings a fuller experience. What do they recommend for Alien? Yeah. Just to go curiosity, is it bratwurst? All right. Like, so, I mean- um, <laughs> it does have that same texture. <laughs> I don't think that it has Alien, but one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Junk Food Cinema, they always do a junk food pairing with mm-hmm. their movies. And when they covered Alien, they uh, their junk food pairing was Cadbury cream eggs, yeah. <laughs> which was uh, oh, absolutely gosh. perfect. That's right. So, uh, okay. That's real good. Uh, you know, like I, I really want to do a uh, Universal Monsters Night mm. and play Horrified mm. and watch Creature from the Black Lagoon mm. and make some black bean soup or some mm-hmm. creature from the black legume soup. So, you know, things like that. I love <laughs> having themed, I hate you so much. <laughs> I know love having these theme nights. So when talking about these games, yes, part of it is how fun was the game on its own, but also did it do a good job of capturing the theme? And eventually we're going to start getting into games that are not direct tie-ins and uh, pairing it with our, what movies would pair well with it. But I mean, this is a direct alien game and since i started with the mundane let's let's just pick up from that okay john you had an audible groan what what are some of your thoughts on the uh actions of fate of the nostromo yeah um or the inactions yeah there's there's a lot of so the the game fundamentally is a pick up and deliver kind of game so it's it's in the same vein as something like horrified uh and in in that in that regard 
it's a pretty simple game uh, mechanically. There are some things that we'll talk about that are a little confusing, but um, but at, at its core, it's a pretty simple game mechanically. I mean, it's like the you know uh, Rod Dave's watch it played video for this is like fifteen minutes, which for him, I mean, usually he's barely getting started fifteen minutes in. So if right. he can give you the whole spiel in fifteen minutes, it's not a very complicated game, which is fine. This would be one that would be good to play with a group of folks who are mildly familiar with the movie um, and maybe aren't huge gamers. Uh, but yeah, the the actual like tension is just not really in the in most cases is not in the game as you're playing because in almost all situations you know where the alien is with with the only exception being these uh reveal tokens or these these uh concealed tokens i should say that you uncover and some of them will show a surprise attack of the alien in the room some of them will show um jonesy the, the cat jonesy the cat popping up and then a lot of them show nothing happening right. uh so yeah, I mean, I think the only, I mean, we played twice and the only time there was any tension really had to do with those reveal tokens and or concealed tokens. And even then, I felt like it was only as we were getting towards the end of the second game where we, we had a good run going and we had to kind of plan around it. But there there was no, like we had, uh, we had a lot of time to plan. Right. I should say, you know, we, I always felt like we had action advantage over the, the the game and after that after that first game where we kind of learned how to work together a little bit i never felt like we were behind the eight ball on on mm-hmm. on anything because we knew where the alien was we could avoid if at all possible these uh these tokens and there are ways to deal with those tokens without having to um reveal the the, the bad side of them or without having to to deal with the bad consequences of them so yeah just not not as not nearly as much tension in the board game as there is in the movie yeah and you know like a lot of the variety of the game comes from those objectives which you know that's uh, that's part of the game with it being pick up and deliver the variety of the game comes from you don't know what you're delivering where so unlike horrified where each character has a specific this is what you were trying to do with this character and you know what you need to do every game but then you can mix it up based off of um, you know which which of the mm-hmm. monsters you're playing with and how many of those monsters and also, yes, I realize that we keep using Horrified as the uh, example, both with uh, Back to the Future and with this one, huh. in part because they're all Ravensburger or Ravensburger or whatever games. Uh, but also, I just I love that game so much. And so it's a very easy uh, baseline in terms of it is a simple Horrified is a simple game, but it has just tons of theme and it plays well with uh, with one or with five. It plays well with younger people or older people. It is just hands down an almost perfect game. I absolutely adore Horrified. So it's just really easy to use that as, yeah. as the uh, comparison. So yeah, the variety in Alien comes from which objectives are we going to have and what do we need to take where? But that is the entire game. All that you are doing is you're going one room, picking something up, going to another room. There's no like rolling there. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. There's chance in some of those reveal tokens or conceal tokens. I forget which one they're actually called. So there's a little bit of that chance, but there's no. I, I didn't really feel like the game was attacking us. Um, and part of that is because the game doesn't attack us. Yeah. The alien does nothing. It just Ooh. jumps up and goes, boo. Okay, bye now. <laughs> and that's it. Like, you, you don't get damaged. You don't get hurt. It doesn't uh, take away any of your actions. It is just, all right, now your timer uh, for when the game is over drops down, yeah. which, like, okay, so 
Uh, Adam, I'm going to get to you in a second in terms of for someone who has not seen the movie, how well did some of the stuff work? Mm -hmm. But there is a lot about this game that I think I think works in theory, or at least I understand how what they were doing does match the theme of the movie in the sense that, uh, you know, we already mentioned that alien is so intentionally paced and it's not a big, huge jump scare action movie. Mm. It is a very slow, almost haunted house style. You know, at one point when, uh, when Brett's walking through going here, kitty, 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 like it's pulling in all of like these classic horror tropes to give you that uneasy feeling. And you don't know when it's going to be the cat or when it's going to be the alien. And that's mm. something that happens a couple of times. So like having those reveal tokens. Yeah. Makes sense. It still startles them. They are still, you know, like slowly working through. There's only one alien on the entire ship. So it's not like an aliens where they have a swarm of them and it's a much bigger action movie. This really is. All right. We're stranded. How do we pull something together to mm -hmm. get rid of this single threat? And, and so like I get it that that's the end game countdown of just how high is that threat getting? But in the movie, the stakes keep getting upped because people keep dying. And so you feel that tension. And as each one of them, uh, it keeps getting killed off. You feel like the, uh, the movie is getting way more intense. You're like, Oh man, they were already struggling. Now they're another person down. How are they ever going to overcome these odds? Yep. In this, it was just, all right, John, use your Ripley mind control abilities to teleport Adam into this other room. Right. So that he can uh, make stuff without having to do anything without using any actions. And I'm going to use my magical powers to conjure uh, scrap out of nowhere. I just I, I, like I get how it was trying to work towards it. But for as tense and thematic and atmospheric as alien is alien fate of the Nostromo isn't yeah i mean I, th I think with each of the character powers they i get why they have them but they they could be they definitely could be more thematic in in as much as um uh who was who was the one that you were playing yeah uh, uh lambert were you talking about the first one so lambert she was the navigator oh. so her power is she can look at the encounter deck so that you know what's coming up next mm -hmm. It makes sense that the person who is, you know, plotting where they're going to be going has a better understanding of what is going to happen. However, you, you couldn't actually do anything like I, I uh, the first game that we played, I played with Lambert and two moves in. I was like, oh, she's kind of pointless with a yeah, with a three. Yeah, well, we can talk about player count later, I guess. But yeah, the uh I mean, I wouldn't say that she's pointless, but it, it doesn't it doesn't let you like you don't get to cancel it. You still have to deal with it if you decide to leave it on top or you. I mean, it's knowledge. At least, you know, sure. It, but it gives you and it does, I guess, give you advantage over the uh, over the deck. But one thing, I guess, go, going back to the tension aspect of it, um, you figure out pretty quickly that the most the alien can move is three. And the most that it can attack, quote unquote, attack. The most that it can scare you yeah, is four. Is four, yeah, yeah. So you figure out pretty early that that the most the alien can move on the encounter card is three spaces. Now there are the, the concealed tokens that can jump it around the board, but you you have times to make decisions, or at least future players have times to make decisions. You know, but between then, so you you never. I don't know. I I never felt like we were at a disadvantage from that and that we were able to game like it just became math the game in a lot of ways which is <laughs> which is something that math is fun math is fun uh -huh. i wish there was some other randomization mechanic 
not a, maybe not a die. Maybe it's you know something to do with how the deck of cards interacts with the the space you're on or your your current um, mental health level. It's morale level is what it's called. I mean, that's the yeah you know the madness tracker, the threat tracker, whatever you want to call it from other games. But um, but that's the only tracker. Like there's no health. Yeah, there's, there's no, health. no ship there's no damage. individual health. Right. There's it it is just morale until the game's over or the ship explodes right. and the ship only explodes with some of those uh, like final mission or final objective right. things. It's just, I, I didn't feel tension with, with as, as tense as alien is. There's no tension in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. Adam, what, what do you think with not having seen the movie with yeah. not having some of that context mm-hmm. and not having the comparison of like, but this movie is just so tense mm-hmm. with not having that. What did you think of the game? I think from my perspective, I was expecting something that had a little more um, fear of your life because uh, mm-hmm. there really wasn't there, there was no danger. So like you could throw one of us, we could be mind controlled into the path of the alien just to buy a little more time and it would be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not just to buy more time. We intentionally at yeah. <laughs> one point, John intentionally threw you to the alien yes. mm-hmm. to have you run away from it yeah. to complete oh, an but objective. That, but it's okay because I had a flashlight, so it didn't scare <laughs> me as much. Yes. So I got yes. thrown into a room with my flashlight with the alien to, you know, because it, it was going to be less scary for me than it was going to be for you guys. Exactly. Oh, and no, and I had the uh, the prod right. or whatever that is. So, so yeah. it didn't actually scare me at all because I had a prod and flashlight right. against yeah. an alien wiener, you know, so it's like, <laughs> I mean, so. So, you know, you had that. I, I, so I, I do think uh, listening to you guys talk, I think that there's there is some great things that could have been done, such as the alien only appears after even a dice roll. If you had to roll your dice for mental sanity or the alien to appear something to make it feel, or you're in the room three times, you're out of the game no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something to make you try to stay away from the alien versus like, OK, I can be a strategic pawn here so that somebody else can do something else. Yeah, I mean, to because to not without giving away particular plot points, definitely I wish there was some sort of individual uh, um, fortitude yeah. thing. Like if you took two or three of these tokens, that that the next one then you wouldn't be able to get away, you would freeze. Yeah, yeah. And then your character would be eliminated. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even if it was just two of those so that you get yeah. three encounters with the alien and on that third one, you're just, you're done. Like yeah. you, you know, it, it, it captures you and does has yeah. its way with you. Yeah, it was it was too easy to game the game, if yeah. that makes sense, yeah. because you could you, you had no risk of losing your turn, like not really. Uh, so it, even if that like if we had some sort of mental sanity token and you run into it twice, you're going to lose your turn. Even that would have made the mm. alien consequential, more consequential, you know, uh, so it there was no fear. It was interesting because I did know some of the iconic scenes of, of the movie, but um, I, I at no point felt any sort of dread terror looming. Oh, here it comes. Cause I had a flashlight. Yeah. So we're okay. You know, it was just, right. well, it, we missed that. Even with those iconic scenes, like there wasn't any of that, That's you know, true. again, everyone knows the chestburster scene mm. and uh, a quick side note. I think most people probably know this, but a little bit of trivia about the chestburster scene. None of the yeah, actors yeah. knew what was going to happen. I remember hearing about so that. So their yeah. reactions are very genuine. So you get like really surprised and, and, and it comes across and, you know, again, great filmmaking that brings you into the movie, but there's none of that stuff. There's no surprise. There's no, there's nothing that felt like that chestburster scene. There's nothing that felt like the facehugger scene. There's mm-hmm. nothing to me that felt like I was playing alien. 
the, yeah. the art is great i mean yeah. the, you know that helped like the art on these characters looks exactly like these characters yeah, in really good. in a way that like it's photorealistic but also you know painted and i i don't know uh like so many of the ravensburger 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 i don't know which it, which it's supposed to be but like so many of their games the product design is great mm. the best part of the game i hate saying this but i also love saying this the best part of the game is when you first open the box jonesy is there with you know mouth open hissing at you and so you get a little bit of like ah there's jonesy that's pretty great but when you unfold the rest of the board which most people they're like oh jonesy cool they're gonna unfold it they're gonna put the game or they're gonna set the game up they're Mm -hmm. never gonna look at the back of the board when you look at the back of the board in the very very center way in the back in shadows and it's kind of grayed out so it's really hard to see there's an alien so you are looking down the corridor with jonesy at the front and the alien in the very back and that's great Mm -hmm. if that level of detail and and art and if that much like oh man this feels like alien had Mm -hmm. been brought to the gameplay this this could have been a home run like this could have been right up there with horrified it could have been a a game that like brings just as much tension but it doesn't now to be fair all of these complaints i i don't think that these complaints necessarily make it a bad game Mm -hmm. it's just so wildly not the game that i want it to be Mm -hmm. so you know like if there had been player elimination okay that you know could have made it way more intense but then also we would have been eliminating characters and like if adam had been kicked out two uh two turns in then he would have been just like all right well this is pointless Mm -hmm. so i understand not having player elimination i understand um Oh, there's one of the other pieces that we were talking about that uh, that I was going to come back to in terms of why as a game, I understand why it was doing the, the things that it was doing, but I can't remember what it is right now. But like as a game, it's not that. Oh, oh now I remember um, it, it's fairly well balanced in the sense that the first game we lost mm-hmm. probably two turns before I think that we could have gotten to the end, mm-hmm. maybe three. Um, well, probably two until we got to the final objective and then who knows right the the second one that we played it was right up to the end like we were two threats away from Mm -hmm. losing and because of where things were it was going to be very easy for the alien to get us and so like it did get right down to the wire we were also playing the more advanced version with ash which didn't really add that much there were there were a couple of times that i was like oh man that sucks but it didn't make it especially thematically again it doesn't bring that same level of the role that ash plays in the movie to the game but it's like again it was balanced ish it didn't have player elimination it it was fine to me this is a very fine game Mm -hmm. that you know it once my kids get a little bit older I could totally see them wanting to play this one because, you know, for like little kids, I could see it being really tense. Cause like, Oh no, there's the alien. But, but, but that's it. I don't, I, I want to love this game. I really do. I, I don't know. That, I don't know that this is a game necessarily for board gamers. No. Cause like we were just sitting through and picking, picking apart the mechanics of different things and kind of, you know, saying, oh, this is, you know, like with, you know, with um, uh, Lambert, you know, that's that's a little bit of action advantage with the encounter deck with uh, there's resource acceleration with uh, Brit. No, 
uh, with Parker. Parker. Yeah. That's right. And then, yeah. And then you had the, um, and then Brett who could just make things yeah. as much as he wanted as long as he right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, and the action advantage with, with him. Yeah. It was just like, we we're starting to kind of pull these things cause we've all played a bunch of different games. And so we're recognizing these mechanics and okay, starting to piece together, uh, you know, ideal strategies and then, okay, well, Hey, do we know how many, you know, how far, how far can the alien move? How, how much damage can we take in a particular, you know, uh, we began to really get min maxi about it. If you were playing this game, I mean, this is a, you know, this is a game you can get at target, right? Like this is not, I mean, they got, mm-hmm. they got some heavier games down than they used to, but you're not, you know, you're not going to target and buy, and buying TI four or war of the ring or some of these other bigger, heavier games like that. That's not the market that this is being sold to. This is being sold to folks who are like, Hey, I like alien. And I, I'm kind of getting into board games. This would be a fine, like early game for someone to, to that's getting into board games to, to play. This yeah. is like pop music game. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's something you yeah. just turn on the top 40 and you're like, Oh, okay. I know that movie. Yeah, sure. I'll play this game. Yeah. And, and it's okay. It's a good game. It's yeah. a, it, it works. And it looks good on the table. Yeah. It's Great very, art. it's very pretty, <laughs> especially when you use uh, the <laughs> what was it the the six inch figure, yeah. yeah. So rather than using the tiny little cardboard tracker for a threat and the alien mini for the actual alien, we use the alien mini as our threat tracker and and a six inch alien figure to to really up the tension. Yeah. Uh, and I might or might not have been adding voices every time the alien moved. <laughs> yeah, I I was. You there's were. no there's no might not about yeah, that you definitely were you definitely were <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I i see from that regard it's there's i don't have any problem with it it right. was it was fun enough it did it did what it said it was going to do it's not it doesn't have the tension i want it doesn't have um i i really wish there was some other way to have hidden movement with the alien other than just kind of the rng of the of the yeah. the tile um or, or even anything like between where he is and where the token gets revealed. If you are in that path, right. mm-hmm. something happens. Or th- there there could have been a number of things mm. to really up the game from a, all right, it's a pick up and deliver, and you just got to be aware of these things and uh, just make sure to not do that. And, and that's it. Because, yeah, like like you said, uh, Rodney's uh, Watch It Played video is 15 minutes. Yeah. You explained the game to Adam literally while I put on a cup, pot of coffee. Yeah. By the time that I was like, hey, I'm going to go get some coffee and I mm-hmm. uh, came back. Yeah. It was it. You weren't still explaining things right. when I was yeah. done. Now, now the part of that is that, you know, Adam has played a bunch of games too. So it was like, this is like this. This is like this. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is sure. like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and so that, that I mean, that makes yeah. learning any game a lot easier. But Or even if the character, instead of dying, had to go to a certain location when they oh, were taken yeah. out, just like they, they were scared and they ran and hid. And that's how you take care of the alien killing someone. So the person's not out of the game entirely. Yeah. Just there, there back just to so the many bay. things they could have done to make it a little more layered than it is. Yeah. And like, honestly, again, mentioning horrified, I totally would have been fine with this being horrified, the alien version. Mm. Like if, if it was exactly the same, because so much is so similar. Mm-hmm. If, if they had just reskinned horrified and put it in alien. So, you know, because like in horrified, if you get attacked, you have to go to the hospital. So that can wreck your plans of like, I was almost there. Now I'm 10 steps away. Oh, or like there are people that you're right. trying to save and rather than it being people that you're trying to save, it could have been parts of the ship. So like as the alien was going through, there could have been things slowly destroying that there's so especially because the alien has acid skin. It's right. right there in the in the movie about how it could destroy the ship. There's so much more that could have made it so much more thematic, right? 
But yeah, I, I mean, like we've been saying, even lacking all of that theme, honestly, I kind of had fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of had fun. Yeah. I, I want to I want to have more fun with it. But, you know, we got through the first game and we lost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys want to reset and try again? Which also that helps that it was a much shorter play time oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. than it could have been. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We were able to get through two in what, like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah, it was. It was about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, right, right with the uh, the time on the board or uh, on the box of forty five to sixty minutes. Yeah. So it it was easy enough to to reset and play again. Yeah. Setup is fairly simple. Yeah. It was fun enough. Mm-hmm. Comparing it to the Back to the Future game, mm. where I felt like the Back to the Future game had way more theme, mm-hmm. way more difficult gameplay yeah like so difficult uh i've not had a chance to talk about this since the last time that uh that we did that episode but after y'all left i played that game a number of times because i was like surely we can beat this game because i think we lost both times right yeah or did we win the second one i i was only involved in one playthrough i think did did we only play one we only played it once oh we only played one and we lost right yeah yes i think that i played it four more times since then uh, at, at various quote unquote player counts in terms of how many people I was controlling mm. playing single player. That game is impossible. It, there, there is no possible way that you're going to do everything that you need to do with it already being further along the, the, uh, the love track and all that other stuff. Like you just, you are doomed if you try to play it single player, one character I played it a few other player counts. And I eventually, uh, I think maybe I was playing with four. I think, I think so what I did and I did eventually beat the game, but it was like right down to the wire. It was uh, either Einstein saves the day or we lose <laughs> and Einstein saved the day, okay. but it, it was like literally his last possible action or when uh, when like the threat or whatever it did happened, like it was it was going to end it. So it was literally the last possible thing. Thanks to various tokens, or whatever. So that game was way harder and had a lot more. I feel like replayability because of the challenge of mm-hmm. I want to go back to it and try to figure out how do we beat this game. Mm-hmm. The theme was there. Now let's just uh, get into it and get in the gameplay. Yeah. With Alien, I feel like it's a much easier game to get to the table. Um, again, super easy to explain, fairly quick to get through. It, it, it's just lacking that theme, yeah. which is unfortunate. And it's, it's anticlimactic when you win. Like, yeah. It would be great if there was a little text at the bottom of the final mission that just kind of said what happened after you finished something at yeah. the end it's like okay well we flipped it over great we're good that no that's well spotted there there are um there's very little flavor text in this game yeah um the, on the car- cards themselves especially there's some in the encounter cards but it's mostly just to fill space and it doesn't it adds a little bit i guess i mean it, it adds a little bit to to you know, the, sort of the facelessness of Waylon Yutani, mm-hmm. and um, it, it again it does kind of fit yeah. with the text that you get from Mother, right. but not not a bunch. Um, yeah, I want to talk about, but I do want to talk about the player count because we we played it at three player, and I wonder. I think originally after the game, I said I I don't know if that's a good player count for, it, but as I'm thinking about it, maybe it is because one thing we noticed is is that with the encounter deck basically at the end of every turn, unless you've had a sneak attack or surprise attack by the alien at the end of every turn, you will reveal one of the encounter cards. I don't know offhand how many encounter cards there are, but eventually you're going to burn through all those to the point where 
Um, there are certain cards that will reshuffle all of the alien cards back into the encounter deck, and then all of the um, ash, all the ash related cards, order six thirty seven. Uh, cards back into the encounter deck. So by the time we were getting to the end of our second game, all we had in there were things that moved the alien for sure, more than one space, uh, and with higher, you know, higher um, damage count or higher whatever Threat. morale, morale, count, yeah, yeah, morale hits, uh, and then things that moved ash. So I'm thinking at like at four or five players, you're going to burn through that deck a whole lot faster, mm. and then you're really just that's all you're going to be seeing. Yeah. Also, is, is with a higher alien. player count, you're spread out further across the board. Right. And so, therefore, closer to where the alien might be, mm-hmm. or you're staying grouped together and potentially not being able to do as much. Uh, you, have, you have one resource in this game. You have scrap. That's it. Mm-hmm. And a scrap comes out with those encounter cards into certain rooms. So, if you're grouping too close together, then, uh, then when that scrap comes out, either one person gets it, and then you can't really do anything else with it. Or, you know, if it's way across the, the ship, you're just like, all right, well, now neither of us is over there. So I, I feel like you almost have to spread out enough while also still being aware of where the alien is, where those um, surprise attack cards or mm-hmm. tokens are. But yeah, I, I feel like at a higher player count, it would actually be a lot more difficult. At a lower player count, like if, you were, if, if I was playing the single player and I really wanted to do that before we recorded, but I didn't have a chance... It might be a little bit more tense, but only in as much tension as you're bringing to the game. You know, like we were playing with the the alien soundtrack playing uh, and like we were adding in a little bit of flavor text in Mm -hmm. uh, for ourselves, like trying to really up the atmosphere. And if it was just me and like I just had like a lamp on the game, you know, got rid of the rest of the, uh, the room lights. So it was a little bit darker, had some of that theme going and like really got into, all right, how am I going to do this? And spent time really thinking through the strategy of how can I get from here to there in a way that I'm going to avoid this, but also I need to be aware of movements and I also need to think, I, I feel like that could have been a little bit more tense of a game. Again, if I brought that tension, it also would have been super easy to just be like, all right, here's a card. These go here. These go here. I'm going to go over there. Mm. Next card. And and if you don't let yourself, uh, again, like bring some of that atmosphere to the game, it, it's not going to have it. And I, I'm, I'm torn on that on whether or not I think games should bring all of the tension or, or not. In, in the sense that I know that different player groups give a different atmosphere for when you're playing games. Because uh, like there's some games that I'm not going to suggest to play with the two of you because they're not the kinds of games that I think that you would enjoy. It's just it, it isn't that same uh, kind of energy. There are going to be other people that I'm not going to play a hidden role or hidden movement game because they're not going to be into it. It's just going to be. All right. So what's my next move mm. rather than mm, how can I thank you? Mm. And uh, I don't know. Like it, it can't be the responsibility of the game to bring everything because again different personality styles but at the same point or at the same time a and a a game based off of a tense horror movie should have some tension built into it i think yeah i agree i agree completely so i think it's it's a it's a decent game if you're just looking for something to kill an hour hour and a half and you don't have a lot of people who are heavy board gamers right and you want a theme 
So, yeah, uh, but I think that's all you're getting. I don't think you're going to walk away feeling like this game is amazing unless you've just played some really terrible games in your life. <laughs> now, if all that you've played is like the mass market stuff like, you know, Monopoly and sorry yeah. and, um, uh, you know, like party games, then, yeah, like, again, this is a step up. This can start bringing you into some more of those mm-hmm. strategic um, cooperative games. There's one more thing that I want to mention because this I feel like is the biggest knock against this game. There either should have been better editors or more playtesting yeah, because yeah, okay, so the rule book is on the floor. I, I want the rule book is on the floor, which is why I was quiet for a second. The rule book is one, two, three, four pages double or four, uh, yeah, four pages double sided. Um, and one of those pages is only if you're playing with Ash and the credits and the the front page is you know like the components. So there's really only one, two, three, four, five, six actual like pages of text about the game. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes back to some of the simplicity of it. And and that's good. You know, like some of the games have like 30 page rule books. I just don't even want to read them. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I tried playing Dungeon Pets with one of my friends on uh, on Board Game Arena. Neither of us had played it before. We're like, oh, we'll just kind of click through and learn it. And it's like, uh, I'll, I'll look at the rule book. Rodney, I, help me. <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> Where I, you at, man? I opened the rule book and said, uh, how about we abandon this one and play it later? Yeah. <laughs> it's just way too long of a rule book. And, you know, to Vlada Chato's credit, he did bring a lot of personality into the rules. It was great. This rule book does not have any personality, which is fine. It's fine for a rule book to have rules. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Those rules should be clarified. So like the objective cards, they they just say, like, bring this into a room, mm-hmm. which first off, thematically, all that you have to do is walk through a room and you've met an objective. You don't you don't have to use it. You don't have to drop. It just it doesn't even take a turn. It, uh, an yeah, from te- technically, uh, <laughs> we at one point teleported Adam through a room with alien in it in order to meet the objective in the room because he had the required item on yes. him. Yeah. It's, so you're just like, uh, go over there. We'll yeah. scare you into this to yeah. meet the objective like so the, that you're three steps closer to where you need to be for the next turn. It's like turn. the Amazon Prime like store. You know, you just walk, <laughs> yeah. we'll put it in your cart and then walk through the door and you're charged. Right. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Which, uh, again, for simplicity of the game, cool. For thematics of the game, if this had just been a different theme, I think this would have been a really fine game. Mm. Anyways, uh, th- th- there's some ambiguity in terms of when you drop the coolant canisters, can you pick them back up? Because to meet the objective, you have to drop them off in the room. Actually, I did. It does. It does clarify elsewhere in the rule book that yes, we could, could totally have done that. So pick yeah, like up. yeah. So on pick my turn, right I walked into a room, dropped a canister to meet the objective, and I was going to pick it right back up. Because I was like, all right, well, I brought this to where it needs to be. Obviously, it doesn't need to be here anymore because now we need it over there. And and, and we kind of went back and forth on that. And does it meet the theme right. to meet the objective by bringing these coolant canisters where it needs to be yeah. and then to immediately pick it back up and mm-hmm. go somewhere else with it? And we ultimately said, all right, for the sake of theme, no, let's leave it here. Let's go find another one because there are more coolant canisters mm-hmm. than there are objectives that require yeah. them. Well, it just it, it wasn't clear. And by that logic, why don't they just make you do an action to use the canister? Right. And then it stays in your inventory. I guess that's one extra action I guess you'd gain, but it doesn't make any sense to. OK, so I'm just going to drop it here and now we're good. So now I'm going to pick it back up. It, it, it just that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right. It's throwing it on the ground. Yeah. There. 
the the objectives were very the objectives were very anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. And and because it's a random set of objectives each time, it's not like um uh it it's not like the the thing, the out was it um Outpost fifty, uh, at, yeah. Outpost at area fifty. No, not yeah. Area 51. I, outpost fifty one. I only played that one called. as a demo at Gen Con, so I didn't get to play the whole experience. But, but that one, you know, there's some more ordered objectives there. Um, even, I mean, even horrified, you have an order to the things that you do, and and, and it makes sense, like in a horrified, because you have the three different types of tokens: right. uh, physical, spiritual, and science. Mm-hmm. Like when you're playing against Dracula, you have to get physical items to destroy the physical coffins, but then you need spiritual items to go attack the spiritual being and then a physical item to destroy him once you've taken care of the physical. Or like the invisible yeah. man, you need science items to prove that he exists. It right. makes sense. The stuff on the tokens doesn't matter, but it makes sense thematically with, oh, right, I need the spiritual thing to go take care. Ah, uh, it's, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, <clears throat> it just, I, I I wish there was like instead of just being a, a a deck of objectives that you pick, you know, you pick a certain number that's like one more than the number of players. I wish there were um, some like step one, like uh, several step one objectives. You pick a random one out of that. You pick a random, you know, set of step two or step three, you know, and and they're increasing in difficulty. But that there's some narrative that could be told from this. That in this playthrough we had to collect these canisters in step one. And bring them to this place. In step two, we needed to, um, you know, investigate the the nest and and the and the med bay. And then in step three and four, you know, there, I don't know. I would like some escalation of of you know the levels like that. And I understand that in in different player counts, that's harder to do. But um, I still feel like that's a that's a hurdle that is that that is. Uh, manageable yeah or even just give some of that flavor text to say why it matters so like for example i just pulled uh, one of the one of the objective cards and the, the closest thing to flavor text on it is just what's the damage and all it is is all crew members and workshop that's it just everyone goes to the workshop yep. why like if, if there was anything in here <laughs> exactly dance party and you know like he's got his little flashlight maybe they're gonna have a little yeah. rave the art on these cards is cool and and again if you've seen the movie and you know the scenes then it kind of brings you into it a little bit, but with not having seen the movie before, there's nothing about it. It's just, all right, everyone go to the workshop. All right, we're here. Now what? I don't go to the next objective, I guess. Like there's nothing about like with the coolant canisters. There's nothing about like this part of the ship is, um, you know, on fire and you have to go over here to save it. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't matter the order that you do them, if there was some sort of what is the priority, if there was anything bringing you into feeling like you're a part of the Nostromo, to where the fate of the Nostromo mattered, the, the, the closest we got was the final objective where uh, the self-destruct happened and we had to clear out all the aliens before it uh, was destroyed. That one objective... Oh, we had to clear all the, all the uh, concealed tokens. Yeah, clear all the concealed tokens to make sure there weren't any more aliens, which doesn't make sense because why not just blow up the ship even if there are any there? Whatever. <clears throat> That's the closest the game felt like thematic because it was, all right, we have however many turns until the self-destruct uh, happens. We need to make sure that the ship has been cleared, I guess, to make sure that whatever, anything that I'm going to say is me adding to story. Right. There was no story there. Well, and that was also the only part where I felt like there was legitimate tension in the game. We had four, four rounds in order to discover all of these things or right. else we blow up with the ship. 
that was the only time where I actually felt like, oh, crap, this is getting, you know, actually serious. Yeah. Yeah. But with the motion detector having a range of three, it was and, and with us getting set back one time by me having the other motion detector and, and then getting zapped to the med bay on an encounter card effect that that cost us basically a turn's worth of stuff, but we were still able to make that up pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. One, um, one turn, uh, my entire turn was just clearing out four rooms because I was three spaces away from four different rooms. Yeah. I had, yeah. I feel like we're circling a lot of the, it's a fine game. It's fine. It's not terrible. I think the gameplay is fine. So there's a lot of rules that need to be clarified. There's some things that even if you don't make it a super intense rule book, just clarify like, you know, the flashlight, like the flashlight. Oh, dear God, like the flashlight (laughs) where it says that it can reduce the threat, but it doesn't. And it says you can use it not on your turn, right? But it doesn't clarify. You have to be in the same room. It just says use the flashlight to reduce or to reduce the uh, morale hit that you take, which reading it very um, uh, liberally, you could say, all right, well, I got the flashlight. Even if you're all the way on the other side of the ship, we didn't lose morale that time because I have a flashlight. Yeah, so the flashlight doesn't work on the other side of the ship, uh, but the uh, grappling gun definitely works between decks. <laughs> the grappling gun can go around the corner. Go around corners, go up corridors uh, to push in three spaces away. It's a, some of these things just don't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we, we made the uh, decision that sticking with thematically the item had to be in the room where yeah. the alien was attacking yeah. which which i did look up the faq as we were wrapping up our our second game and yeah that's that's the ruling is that um the the you in that statement is the player in possession of the item so if that player either on their active player turn or as a result of them being moved by another player or another game effect um if they have the flashlight or they have the cattle prod then those those items fire but it only it fires for them right and for mm-hmm. the possessor yeah, of the item the possessor yeah. of the item does it does, it's not a team-wide uh thing so right. that which that makes sense yeah I mean, again thematically it makes sense because you're going around searching for the alien or that's uh okay well i said that i was about done but one more thing if this had been like a hidden movement game where for whatever reason you were tracking down the alien that also could have worked yeah. but you're not searching for the alien this game again it's missing the point of the movie in the movie they are trying to track down the alien so that they can destroy it so that they can go home this does not have anything about tracking down the alien or like trying to capture it there's no objective of you know like incinerate the alien there's one that says take the incinerator to the nest mm. all right I walked into the nest. I had my incinerator. Nothing happened. Now I walked out. I met the objective. It mm, this this could have been a hidden movement game without needing the other person to play that hidden movement. So it could have been a solo game where the game is doing that and you're trying to hunt it down. And it's it just I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's I, I agree. I, I hate saying that because I love alien and maybe it's because I love aliens so much. Mm. But I I mean, Again, we, we've used Horrified as an example a lot. At some point, hopefully in a couple of months during the summer, we are going to play Jaws 
and Jaws is also a perfect movie, mm. and it's a great game. It's a great game. That game is great. Spoilers for when we eventually do yeah. that episode. I have it's neither great. seen Jaws nor played the game, so Ooh, hopefully that I can one get upon that one. Definitely watch the movie before we okay. play. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's gonna be fair enough. Spoiler tastic if you okay. play the game. All right. Yeah, but right. it's like that one. Ooh man, playing Jaws feels like watching the movie. It, it, uh, John and I even played it virtually. Yeah, uh, or like you know over Zoom, and it still worked. Yeah, and it was still tense, yeah. and it was still great, and I still lost. I was playing a shark. <laughs> I lost as Jaws. And yes, that's right, dear listener. I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that's uh, that that's the cardboard monsters ruling on the alien fate of the Nostromo. Yeah, it's it's a rare miss by Ravensburger lately. Yeah, it's not bad. It's if you get it on sale, if it's on one of the target, like two for three kind of things, man, even. Okay, so I own this game. Yeah, I'm not going to get rid of it because why would I (laughs) me get rid of a game, please? (laughs) Even with owning the game and even with buying it cheap for me, if I didn't own this and I was to rebuy it, it would need to be cheaper than even the two for three. Mm. Like because of my love for the movie because this so misses that theme and again it, it is a fine game if you have too many games this does not need to take up space on your shelf yeah. there's there's other games that do it better mm-hmm. buy horrified if you want a, essentially a pickup and, de- and deliver with theme right. buy the uh, legendary encounters alien deck builder because like even that feels more like things because mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming up but you also have a lot more control over what you can do and also legendary is just you know it's a deck builder it's fine right but, but it's a great game if you enjoy deck builders all of them are pretty much great there's so many other ones that fill this role better well on that note then as somebody who doesn't have a necessarily knowledge and love of the movie i would still say pass on this game because it is it is a game that's okay but there are better games out there so if i don't have a fond attachment to the game i don't think this is the game for me either mm. right so I think it just misses the mark in general. Not that it's a bad game and not that I didn't enjoy my time, but I don't think I, with other options, I don't think this is the one. Yeah, it's it's serviceable. I would gladly play it again. Mm-hmm. Like if you all didn't yeah. have to rush away right after we finished this episode, yeah. I'd be like, hey, you guys want to play it again? Because I did have enough fun mm-hmm. with it and we've just played it so we wouldn't have to relearn any rules, wouldn't have to do anything else. It was just like, all right, sure. Why not? Let's Let's see what we can do this time. I would play it again happily. If I did not own it, I, I really don't think that, that it would make it in my collection. It's just not there. It's not there for someone who loves Alien. It's not there for someone who loves board games. It's, again, it's, it's fine. It's serviceable. I had fun. It, it's, to me, not worth the buy. John, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'd pay 10 bucks for it. Like, it's, you know, it's, I, I saw it, um, it seems like right after it came out, it was on sale at for miniature markets um black friday because i i was my my in-laws live in st louis and so we usually end up there for holidays and i was up there went to the the physical store they i mean they had it for really cheap and i almost picked it up but i i ended up getting something else instead and uh yeah you know i i would uh, if i saw it again for that i probably would pick it up because it's it's it would be this would be a game that i would use 
to introduce some ideas to people who are new to board games. Right. Mm. Or, or like your kids. Yeah. You know, like my son was back here when we were playing and nothing about this game had me thinking, you know what? I don't want him back here. And it's not like games themselves can be scary, but right. you know, like I've got some other horror games that definitely has art that I do not want oh, him to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the, uh, Oh shit. What's that? Uh, the deck builder one that, that you and I played. It's like the tears of London, I think. Yeah. 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 Which, that, you know, mm, is, man. It's it's fine. Wouldn't I the kids. I enjoyed that one way more than you did, but the art like it, it's a lot gorier. So like yeah. that, if my son had been back here, I'd be like uh, maybe I'll turn these cards over while he's back yeah. here. But this one, you know, he he was playing with the alien queen figure while we were playing it, yeah. and, and it was just like it's it's fine. This would this one would be a good one to try to introduce people mm-hmm. to some of those mechanics. I yeah. Yeah. So you, but even with that statement, you're still talking about buying a game so that you can introduce them to better games. So, yeah, but to jump from not playing those better games to playing those better games. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I know that I have an issue with this, but whenever I do co-op games, I try to not alpha game. I try to not be like, OK, what you need to do is this, this, this and this. It's a cooperative game. So obviously saying, well, I think and, you know, like all of us providing our opinions, mm-hmm. But there were a couple of times where I was just like, all right, what I think is this. And then I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I was so tempted to be like, well, that's obviously the best thing. So we're just going to do that. This game, because it was a lot easier and not as many decisions to work through, mm-hmm. I felt like it was easier for me to not alpha game as much. And, and for someone who is just starting to get into those, it would have been easier for them to pick up on what they need to do without me having to walk through it yeah as easy as horrified is playing that one you know like if we were playing it with uh with your daughter she's what nine now is that right nine yeah like with that one we would probably need to walk her through a lot more of like okay you need to go do this well that's not what i want to do well that's the best decision so that's what you're gonna do that's that's why we played adventure mode when we she and i played our journeys in middle (laughs) earth campaign it's like all right sweetheart we're gonna we're going to have fun. We're going to explore and we're going to kill some orcs. It's going to be good. Let's go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With this one, it, there's a little bit more of like, well, I think you should do this. That's an old undo. All right. Because it doesn't matter enough to end the game quickly. Mm-hmm. So a, as a gateway game, yeah, I, I think that it's good and it's serviceable. And sometimes you need those gateway yeah. games because jumping into something more or like uh, even um, uh, betrayal at house on the hill. Mm hmm. I really enjoy that one. It's got some issues. It's not perfect, but I enjoy that one a lot. It also is mostly cooperative. It has some of the same mechanics, less pickup and deliver and more of, you know, tile placement uh, discovery, but playing through uh, alien fate of the Nostromo, I feel like would lay some of that groundwork to then go into betrayal and make it a much easier teach and a much easier. This is what you're trying to do. But in this one, one of us eventually is going to betray the other ones who we don't know yet. Yeah. So it, it, it has its place. I just think that's a very small window yeah. of who it's for. Yeah. Fair enough. You go. All right. And for the record, yes. I'm not against this game. Oh, I, no, no. I, I had fun with the game. <laughs> I just, um, I mean, I, they're, they're just uh, as somebody who is, uh, at my work, for instance, attention to detail is very important to me. Yes. There are some just glaring, like even with one of the card reshufflings, how they say reshuffle as point two, but there's another point below it. So yep. then there's, so I think that I just feel like this game was rushed. And I think maybe I have something internally against that because I feel like a game of that, with that type of 
IP should not be rushed. You should right. at least take the time to get some of these things in order. There shouldn't have to be an FAQ to answer some basic questions. Like, yep. is the, you know, and if you're talking about the containers, the containers should be in the container spot. So I just, when we're talking about spending money on a game as a gateway, I still just like, yeah, I see it. And if you like Alien, sure, maybe this makes the most sense. But I just, there's something about it that just really bothers me that there wasn't a little more attention paid to a game like that. Yeah, and I, I think it's that little bit of encounter card metaphysics that we got into about technically that second or that third point shouldn't be resolved because if we follow it top to bottom, we've already resolved the second point and shuffled everything back in. Or all the all the uh, order six thirty sevens back in. Yeah, and I think that at one point the uh, the rules do say like you start at the top and work down. Um, yeah. Uh, I was trying to find it so that I could read that, uh, but I, I can't find it quickly, so I'm not going to waste more podcast I, I, time. I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely will say if you do get this game, uh, what do I mean? I was, I sound like a shill for Rodney's channel. He does not need more promotion, <laughs> but but his his watch it played is really good and is actually far more informative I think than uh, than the rule book itself. Yeah. It's yeah. it's better organized. Um, which yeah he does he doesn't go into the ash mode which wasn't particularly difficult. Yeah. But uh, but other than that he gives you everything you need to know to play the game. And I would I would watch that rather than trying to sort through the rule book because the rule book is not. I, the the layout on it is a little it seems unusual because it seems to be laid out differently than what your natural rhythm of a turn would be mm-hmm. right yeah, um I, I okay so once again thought we were almost done there was one more thing that i thought of that, uh, one more thing of course there's one more thing i'm i'm like colombo uh one more thing so when when i try to teach games to people i try to start um very thematically and then work towards some of those fine details. So I start with, all right, in this game, this is what we're trying to do. Not the point of winning the game, but like the theme and what are we like? What are we doing? So in Horrified, we're trying to rid this town of monsters in, in Jaws. You are either trying to be the shark to eat all the people because nom 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 people are delicious or you are trying to hunt down the shark because people are not delicious and they should not be eaten by sharks. So like I, I try to start with what are you doing in this game? for the theme to bring the person in and then i start working through and the way that we're going to do that is by blah 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 so with horrified in this game like we're trying to rid the town of all of these monsters they're all swarming in on the city because i don't know monsters love the city apparently so we're going to rid all of them the way that we do that is by picking up these little tokens and taking them and whatever not going to walk through the rules on that right now but like I, I try to work through that and then get down to some of those tiny little details like, oh, yeah, and by the way, make sure this, make sure this, uh, or like even some of those I leave until we encounter them during the game. Mm. With Alien, I don't know what the theme is. Like I could not start explaining how to play Alien with a theme of art right, in this game. We are trying to bring tokens to this meet this objective card why because that's what the card says to do and 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 again like that that to me is such yep. a huge yep. knock against yeah. this game if it yep. was in this game you were trying to hunt down the alien and rid him from your ship mm-hmm. the way that you do that is by blah 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 or in this game you're trying to avoid the alien getting you and so these tools are gonna but there's there's no theme there, there's there's plenty of ip on this and yep. again some great art a lot of production ravensburger does great with their production quality but if i was to teach this game i could not start with a theme i would just start with the it's a pickup and deliver game the objectives are going to change each time scraps your resources you can exchange them for for these other things 
And then you just got to bring those things to where the objectives are. Try not to have the alien spook you. And the okay. ship has a great barcode system. And the ship has a great barcode system. And it's just, uh. I don't, that's, yeah. All right. That was the last thing that I had to say. Adam, John, uh, any final thoughts about the Alien Fate of the Nostromo game? So I, I think it is, at its core, it's a game that's easy to pick up if you're familiar with any of that style. I think that it will be a game you'll have fun with. I don't know that you're going to love to replay it, at least if you don't have a lot of time. If you can play board games every night, yeah, you'll probably pick it up periodically. For me, who plays board games infrequently, probably not going to be one I would go back to. So I would say if we're giving it like a score of one to 10, I think I'd give it like a six. It was good. It was enjoyable, but it's not going to be high on my list to replay for some of the things we mentioned already. Yeah, I think a six is fair. Um, it's a game that, you know, licensed games are, can be a minefield. Yep. Uh, there's, you know, the, the one that stands out as being worse to me is I think it's Lord of the Rings journey to Mordor. I often just call it the Lord of the Rings, uh, mystery date game because the art <laughs> looks like the, the hobbits all look like they're from mystery date, but, um, <laughs> that one you end up actually competing. Apparently you and the other hobbits each have a ring and you're competing, trying to race to the, it's, it's so bad. Oh it, yeah, I do have that one. I was like, it's I so bad. I have that one. And it's I do so bad. I think I feel like on CHR we gave it away one time as 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 a prize, just almost as a grief prize. Um, <laughs> it, I have it as well. It's terrible. It's it's a roll and write. Yeah, with it's just a, a little bit of take that. Yeah, it's not. But it's not good. It's and and it is. It, it is a perfectly fine filler. And it's a thematic miss on every regard. <laughs> that is also accurate. So this at least doesn't have that. There is some theme there. It's a very pretty game. Uh, it is. It, it, if it meets where you're at on your board game journey, I think you'd have a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's a game that's going to be on your shelf five years after you buy it, unless you're Nathan. Very true. <laughs> yes. So there. That's 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 my that's my <laughs> summation of Alien: Fate of the Nostromo. My my board game shelves are very much a black hole. Where uh, once they're in here, they are stuck. Um. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I I really wish that Eric had been here. Not because I've not enjoyed uh, playing and chatting with both of you, but because Aliens is one of his all-time favorite movies mm. because his kids are at the age where he's trying to get more, uh, trying to play more games with them. So I feel like Eric might have been the like the the perfect mm. um, uh, demographic for this game, also because he's not that big of a gamer. So for someone like Eric, who is starting to get into it, who does have all of the IP, who does want to play with his uh, his kids that are old enough to start playing games, but not old, not too old to the point where like they need something a lot crunchier. This could be a perfect game for him. Or he might also have said, yeah, this is boring. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as to what his thoughts on it would have been. But that is neither here nor there. All right. Uh, Adam, I know that you don't especially care where people find you on the socials. But John, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm Electron John on Twitter. And I'm also one of the hosts of Cardboard of the Rings, a podcast about Lord of the Rings, the card game, which is a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games, which has just gotten a uh, begun its reprinting process. So you're a fan of lord of the rings you're a fan of card games that's a good place to start and you can check us out there at cotr and you can follow me slash the podcast on facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd at video monster pod you can also follow me personally on letterboxd at the gargoyle that's g-a-r-g-y-l-e because it's gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater and if you enjoyed this episode be sure to keep coming back ah! as <laughs> thank you john <laughs> My scream name got a chortle. 
Uh, be sure to keep coming back as we are about to start our May 24 series where we are going to uh, be discussing the films of A24, starting with our popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket, where we are going to figure out what films we are actually going to uh, to be talking about. So follow us on Discord. Uh, the link for that is posted in Facebook. Follow us on Discord to be a part of that conversation. Join in during our live episodes. Happen every Tuesday night-ish at 9-ish, depending on whether or not the kids actually sleep, or if any other family emergencies uh, come up, as this podcast sometimes is a little bit cursed. Alright, that's been it for this episode of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Adam. And I'm John. And uh, I don't, I don't have any way to close it out. Watch out for cats and aliens, I guess. Mm-hmm. Watch out for spooky hallways. Meow. Yeah. Okay, bye. Because you're so awesome.